This is John Walton, and you're listening to the Power Play Point Podcast with the Blue Lighter on Point and Anna Knox. Here's Wilson, and on the right side, Welcome once again to the Power Play Point Podcast. This is your host, the Blue Liner on Point, talking to you live to tape from downtown Glen Burnie, Maryland. Sun is setting on another midwinter's eve, and uh, well, it's it's a bit of an exciting time of year if you're a sports fan. Uh, NFL playoffs are uh, coming around, so there there is that. Even though uh, um, the Commanders are out and the Ravens, um, mm, yeah. We'll see. Uh, Going to be a bit t- dicey tonight if you're a Ravens fan, I'll be honest. But uh, this is a Caps fan podcast, so we're here to talk about Caps hockey. And uh, yeah, uh, not not a, not a fun week. Uh, well, sort of, but not really. Um, yeah, uh, God. Um, kind of wish we were talking under different circumstances, uh, talking about the results, of course. But, well. It is what it is. So we'll we'll get into it. Joining us this week, uh, the mermaid is off uh, with family for this weekend. She will be back next weekend. Joining us this week once again, familiar voice to everyone by now should be as uh, Cheryl Ann Forster, <coughs> C4, as I like to call her. Uh, good evening, my dear. How you doing? I am doing quite well. Thank you. Always a pleasure to be on. And thank you once, thank you once again for being on with us and uh, adding your uh, spice of life commentary to uh, uh, what would otherwise be probably a lot of moaning and groaning, and not not in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just go ahead and get right into it. Uh, three games this week only. Uh, nice and spread out schedule as the Caps are playing less games to let the rest of the league catch up with all the games in hand. First game was this past Sunday, I believe was, I believe it was Sunday. Yeah. Um, yes, Sunday, uh, because we, we recorded Saturday last week, and that was against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And that, of course, was the first game back with Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson. And so it was a very exciting, very anticipated game. Well, yeah. them coming back was exciting. The game itself, not so much. Not so much. Um, well, I guess needlessly exciting. If if you were hoping for maybe more goals or a more definitive win, yes, it was a win, but not. I wouldn't call it a good win. The only goal of the game was... I don't even have to look at the score sheet. That's how well I remember it. Eric Gustafson um, mm-hmm. with a shot from the left circle that uh, made a couple bounces uh, off a Columbus defenseman and into the net between uh, Elvis's legs. Um, <laughs> 
So, uh, and that, that was, that was it. That was all the scoring. And then that was early in the game. And from then on, it was hanging on by your fingernails, especially if uh, you were hoping for a big win like I was and, or well, some win. And yeah, it just, uh, I, I, well, I, I don't know it, it, it I, I, I have an, I have a perspective on, I have an opinion on what happened in that game and why, but you were actually at that game. So I was, uh, tell me, tell me what you saw. Uh, well, first let me say Kemper pretty much kept us in that game. Facing oh yeah. 38 shots. I mean, <laughs> Kemper was standing on his flipping head and playing the part of a brick wall very well that night. Um, but in terms of excitement and stuff, the crowd, I mean, when Nikki and Tommy took the ice, the crowd was insane. Um, it was all, it was probably as loud as, if not louder than when Obi scored 801, 802. Um, but, uh, and we had a brief conversation about this. You know, you were saying they looked slow, and they did. Both teams actually looked a little slow, um, at least most of the game. Uh, there apparently was a giant, there was a boxing thing the night before. So the ice was crap. And I believe you all touched on this in the last podcast about the ice maintenance. So I won't go into too much detail there. But um, when we left the theater, we were at the theater down the street for a play that night and we were left the theater. There were people still going into the game and it was like, or into the arena and it was like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. So I don't know how long they had to switch over after, but, um, but other than Nikki and, and Tommy being back, the game itself wasn't very exciting. It, um, I had, I had a great time because I was there with good friends. And of course, live hockey to me is always exciting. And I'm one of those people, I'm going to stay there, win, lose, or draw until the bitter end. So, um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand people who I, leave, who leave early unless, unless it's like, a, there's like 30 seconds left and they've gotten the empty net goal and you want to get to the parking lot or whatever that yeah, I understand, no. but I, I, I don't get these I, people I, that leave with like seven minutes left in the game. I, I never understand that. Yeah, I was actually at a game where the people next to me didn't even come back for the third period because th- that was the New Year's game because I think we were up like six with one at that point. They didn't even bother coming back for the third period. <laughs> I'm like, why? This is hockey. This is live. This is who I don't, you know, I mean, I'm not even, uh, I'm going to be honest here. I, it's always awesome when our team wins, but nothing in my mind beats live hockey. I, you know, win, lose, or draw. If it's a live hockey game, I'm there. I'm enjoying it. Um, So I want to see my team on the ice and I want to see them playing, you know, even if they're not playing well, the fact that I'm at a live hockey game, I'm a happy girl. Um, But, and I've I've said this a couple of times on um, different Facebook pages and uh, to a couple of people, I kind of saw sort of previewing what we're coming to. I saw this this coming in the and and even in the two Philadelphia games. The chemistry is different now that we've got Nikki and Backstrom back. And I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not and I'm not saying it's a bad thing that it's different. 
Um, you want your big guns back. You want them back. But my, my thoughts on this are I'm really not sure the coaches and the staff really thought through how it was going to change the chemistry when you bring two people like Wilson and Nicholas Backstrom back at the same time and what you already have on the ice is working. So, I, and now that's not saying I would have done it differently because I don't know um, that I would have, um, except maybe not have had them have as much ice time I did. I think we said they had each had about 14 minutes of ice time. Mm-hmm. On the first game, that that game, yeah, just over just over fourteen minutes each. I I think honestly, in my opinion, it might have been a little too much. I mean, I get, I understand you're coming back. It's a home crowd. It's a team you should easily be. I get, kind of, sort of, maybe where they were coming from, but I don't think they fully thought it through. Um, but that having said that. Um, I'm glad we got the win. I'm glad we got the two points. Do I wish we had scored a few more goals? Sure. But Elvis decided he was going to play the part of a brick wall as well. So there you go. (laughs) And then their defense was playing well. Their defense stepped up. So we, you know, there wasn't much we could do about it. We did the best we could. But again, when you only have 19 shots in a game, you're not going to win games. Yeah, and we, that, that, I think I think I think we got lucky with that one, honestly. No, I I would not disagree, and I think what to to take what all you were mentioning a step further, it looked to me like they were holding back, like they were maybe hoping that uh, between Tom and and Nick that one of them or the both of them would do something totally do something totally game changing that would you know mark mark the game i think maybe the team just had too much of that in the back of their head mm-hmm. and and expected something like that to take place in the game when in reality nothing of the sort was going to happen no, you've got two guys coming back from major injuries. They're not going to come out there and play like they did before they got hurt, at least not right away. They're going to, you know, they may get out there and try, and they may be doing it in practice, but practice and gamers are two different animals. And I'm not saying they would, and, and Nikki and Tommy both played well, don't get me wrong. When they were on the ice, they were playing well. But again, you're right. They, you know, it's like everybody wanted, oh, Nikki and Tommy are back. Let's see them, you know, jump right back in and pick up where they left off and blah, blah, blah. That's just not going to happen. No. It's not going to happen for anybody. It's not. And I think everybody, when I say everybody, I mean the team, the fans, the media. The coaches. Everybody. Everybody. Up and down the scale. Got a little too caught up in that. Mm -hmm. and, And just forgot that you know even even though this is you know this might be something you do for a living if if you're out of it for a while it takes some time to get back into the swing of things it get it takes right. some time and to get back into you know being that perfect you know right and they were both out most of the summer and 42 games in the season you're not going to come back at 100% it's just not going to happen and and that goes 
to back to me saying the coaches didn't think it through. I really don't think they thought it through when they set this up. Well, hold on to that thought because that that takes us into the next two games. And Mm -hmm. okay, so this. All right. So, yeah, Columbus, uh, probably one of the worst teams in the league. But at least the Caps got two regulation points. Yeah, which 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 they definitely should have. Okay, so next two games, um, Wednesday and Saturday, I believe. Uh, But they they were pretty well spaced apart in any case. Both yeah. against Philly, both against Philly's a home and home, um, in one in one in Philly, one here, and okay, so yeah, Philly, the Flyers, probably not as bad, probably somewhat improved since the beginning of the season where they had a really terrible start. Yeah. Oh, undoubtedly, they they so, definitely looked a lot better than they have. Yeah. So probably not as bad as maybe as thought, but still. Certainly not not a team that is going to challenge for the division lead, much less the, a playoff spot. So still a beatable team, uh, two winnable games or four possible standings points for the taking. You figure, mm-hmm. OK, worst case scenario, maybe break even or at least get one point and nothing. Nada. Not one. Absolute. Zero. And I look, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mince words here. That that is called shitting the bed. That is called yeah. blowing a golden opportunity. Because right now, taking a look at the standings, the Capitals are well, they were challenging for a regular division spot. Now in the Eastern Conference, they hold, as of right now, they hold the first wild card. They were at right. one point, they were at one point, one point away from second place. And, yeah. and they blew it. And now they're now they're back down to holding on to a wild card. And look, why is why is it important? I, look, I don't I like their chances in the playoffs. Now that everybody's healthy again, at least, well, most everybody for the time being. <laughs> we got to get there first. <laughs> yeah, uh, get getting there, I would say. Uh, so I like their I like their chances going into the playoffs, but I don't want to be in a wild card spot. I would rather face a New Jersey or a New York Rangers team, or maybe even mm-hmm. the Islanders. I don't want to face a Boston or a Toronto. By, no. Because we're sitting in the bottom wild card spot again. I do not want to face either one of those juggernauts in the first freaking round if you can at all afford it. And how you how you avoid avoid it, I should have said, is by mm-hmm. banking standings points. I said this last week. I said it the week before that. And this is a team you could have done that against, and you blew it. And it questions. It makes me question whether or not they 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 want to win. I don't know what happened. What? No, that's not true. I do know what happened. But th- this was a team that won at at one point several games in a row. Many of them handily. Mm-hmm. Many of them in dominant fashion. And now 
Now they are right back to the team that began the year under 500, struggled to get to 500. They are right back to that point. And it, it frustrates the crap out of me because it, it, it makes no sense that you get two of your best players back and then all of a sudden you forget how to win or you worse, you don't want to win. The two games I saw played, I saw a team that did not want to win. Yeah. Zero urgency. No pug shoot. I mean, how many shots did we get in those two games? Oh, we're not going to, we're going to do, we're going to deviate a little bit from, from what we usually do. And that, that's, that's make a focus game because to me, all three of these games were caca, bad, (laughs) terrible, insert nasty adjective here. I, yeah. Okay, so let let's briefly let's briefly go over those two games. Okay, the first the first one against Philly, the one this past Wednesday. All right, five yeah. to three loss. Okay, the, the, this was the same game really. Caps start out kind of poorly, although in the second game not as bad. But they give up the first goal, mm-hmm. they tie it. They stay in it. Now, this one, they fell behind. They were still behind in in the, at the end of the first period. And then they have a, a uh, mediocre yeah, to poor one. second period, which is supposed to be their best period, but they right. don't show up. In this no, game, we only had, where is it? Well, yeah, we only had eight shots on goal in the second period. Eight like, shots really? on goal in the second period. The period is supposed to be the best and nothing. Nothing at all. And the the one goal that they did get in the first 20 plus minutes, Garnet Hathaway and Nick Dowd. And what mm-hmm. do you do with those two guys the next game? Naturally, you break them up. This is Don't what. Even, yeah, let's not get started on that. Well, I, we I, were, I think we have to. I th- and they sat strong. Yeah. yeah well, uh, trust <laughs> me, we will get to. We will get to. We will get to the, 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 the questionable decisions for the second game. But I just want to point out that those that's the line that has been the most consistent. And then you go from right. that to what whatever it was they were thinking for the next game. Um, and then yeah, the Flyers grabbed everything by the horns in the third period. And then the Caps decided to wake up. Uh, Johansson and Oshie with back-to-back goals that made it at least decent. And yeah. then and then the Flyers sealed it. Yeah, with the empty netter. With the empty netter. Patrick. And yeah, and uh and, and the two penalties the, the two penalties close to the end. I think they did that. I'm pretty sure they did that <sighs> in, the, in the in the other game too. Took took penalties oh, late. Yeah. Let me yeah. let me double oh, check. Yeah. They did. Yeah, they did the same thing. They did it, it's so the but two games were literally mirror images of each other. Yeah, Wilson, or, or carbon copies, however however you want to look at it. They were both that in this the same thing happened. The exact same thing happened in, in the Saturday game. Caps fell behind and mm-hmm. did not did not force the play, had a poor a piss poor second period, and then 
two minutes into the third period, decided to wake up. Now, here's the thing I notice about the Saturday game. There was no, it was even less sense of urgency. There was no net front presence, almost none until about halfway through the third period. In fact, I saw a couple of plays where there were shots towards the net and there was loose, there were loose pucks and rebounds for the taking. And I saw nobody there to get them. Nobody, either nobody there to get them or people standing around puck watching. Yeah, hold on a minute. What was it I said? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? What did I say last night? No, 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 no. we were talking about songs, the top five. <laughs> where is it? So the sh- if you right. look at the shot count, I mean, okay, so on paper, the shot count, yeah, obviously, the second and third period, they looked yeah. like they were I, I missed the second period. My dog decided to go on an adventure, and so I had to go out and look for her. And, and, I found and, her and, so... just, and just like you said, she, she came home all on her own. Thank God. Well... I'm going to be a bit harsh here, but it, it, unlike the cap, she knew she knows where her bread is buttered. There you go. Because <laughs> I, there it's, go. it's there, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't know if our listeners, I'm sure some of our listeners would, would, will remember this guy, but there's, there's an, a guy who used to play for the caps by the name of Brooks like, and he, oh, he's, yes. He said something to the effect of, uh, "Well, you do your you do your best goal scoring in front of the net. You want to you want to win the game. You go to the net." Right. Well, I didn't see anybody. Go ahead. When Obi scored, we were in front of the net. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. That he was he was maybe four feet in front of the net when he scored that goal and got the rebound. And you knew you look. You know. Look, you have to know by now that's the kind of game you're going to be in for against right. a John Tortorella coach team. You sit in the right. back 20, 30 feet away and launch perimeter shots. What do you think is yep. going to happen? Nothing. Block shot. Block right. shot. Block shot. After block shot. Yeah. Block shot. Here it is. So, so number one song of the season. Nobody wants to collect rebounds. <laughs> Number two song, shoot the damn puck. <laughs> Number three, stop playing like number two. <laughs> yeah. The, oh yeah. I, I, the, yeah. The three, the three rules, the three rules of success. If you want to, if you want to win games, right. Right. And, and then the other no, thing yeah. I saw a lot of was one guy had, so, and a lot, of, and another thing I've noticed a lot, not only this year but in past years, is when we're playing on the wall, there may be three or it'll be like one of our guys and like two or three of the other guys trying to get the puck, but none of our guys are around there to get it when we finally get it off the wall. And it's like a little help. Well, you, I I get I mean, what I you're kinda, saying. I totally like, get what you're saying, but you at the same time you don't want to overcommit. And well, yeah, because if it gets by you, then boom, breakaway. I think, and I think uh, that's actually what happened on the winning goal in this game. 
yeah. when when uh, uh, Van Riemsdyk, the wrong Van Riemsdyk, JVR, not TVR, yeah. uh, scored his goal um, right. in, in the Saturday game. Um, he he was all alone, and that uh, yeah, there was nobody. There was nobody on on the weak side where where there, there was that scrum along the boards, and they they found him, and yeah, yeah they, it was just no chance. And uh, now, Caps partially shot themselves in the foot and just did not, but also did not play with enough effort offensively. And, and again, I don't I don't understand because you figured out how to pierce the net in the first goal. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it took an Ovechkin to score it, but they should have figured out that that's yeah. what they're, they were in for in this game. And I don't, yeah. I, I just, what? I don't get why they didn't Philly see is, that. Philly is one of those teams you have to play dirt, dirty. Well, not dirty, but gritty. Yeah. I mean, you know, you have to play them hard. You have to be physical. You have to be in front of the net. You have to, because the way they play their defense, if they get you stuck on the board, you've got to, you can't let them get you stuck on the board because that's right. what they're going to do. They're going to clog up the blue line, force you to go wide. And, you know, you you can't let them do that. And we I were just, just, they were defense. It was at will. I mean, we just couldn't get through. No, no. Or wouldn't and, get through. We could that's, get that's, through. We didn't get through. That That's exactly what happened. And and just to clarify, when we say gritty, we don't mean the mascot. Although I don't oh, think no, they would have no, done no, any no. better if, if gritty actually suited up and, and played for them. Yeah. Probably would have done worse. Uh, yeah. Um, well. But yeah, I mean, they, they looked for the first 45, 46 minutes. They, they looked absolutely confused. Yeah. Even after that, the their their first goal by Ovechkin, nobody wanted to collect any rebounds. Nobody wanted to put traffic in front of the net. Mm-mm. Let's give credit also where credits due. Carter Hart had an awesome game. He did. He he really did. He stopped. He stopped everything he could see. Yeah. And. So, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't just that, but I think had had the Caps pressed the attack, I think they re- they could have gotten at least one made it close and if Kemper didn't have that gaff of a turnover, then that would have taken away that goal. And yeah, it, it would that one. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, he 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 took the puck and he he threw it around the boards and and I think he, his intent on that goal was to find uh, TVR, who mm. he either there was either either a miscommunication or he wasn't paying any attention. Um, we'll never know, but it, it it didn't go to him. Obviously, it got picked up right. by um, Morgan Frost, I think, and then he tossed it to okay. Tippett, and that's where, um, yeah, that that's where he found. Um, shoot, I, I've totally lost track here. Uh, I think that was no wait. Okay, Wade Allison. That was that was just him being in for. Okay, that that was the JVR goal. I think. Uh, yeah, that was the JVR goal. Okay, yeah. so it's not not the scrum, not the scrum along the boards, but that was the that was the actual actual turnover. Although I think, well, let me just call up the replay just to be sure. But it started it started with Kemper turning over the puck, and then the, the Caps just didn't. 
I don't know. They they just couldn't get it back, and and yeah, just that uh, was not dis- good. Discombobulated hockey for. Okay, so Kemper backhands it. Okay, so it go yeah. Okay, they didn't even challenge. No, no back checking. No nothing. Yeah, Frost picks it up, gets it over to Tippett. Tippett sees JVR all alone, and bang! Yeah. Yep. Freaking wide open net. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. Diane Doyle had had it right in one of the other rooms. It, they they were pretty much the same game. Yeah. Lack of effort until too late, and nobody nobody really pressing the attack until it was too late. And yeah, it was. I I get, I get that the lineup changes might have affected them a bit. I get that. We'll discuss that here in a minute. What I don't get is somebody has to go to the net. Somebody has to mm-hmm. figure out that you got to get in the goalie's face sometimes to score goals, especially against yeah. a Tortorella coach team where they block a lot. They love to block a lot of shots. If it's obvious mm-hmm. to the rest of us just watching the, the game, it ought to be obvious to 22 professionals, all right? Yeah, yes, I and it, and it wasn't. And they, they sat back and they did, frustratingly enough, what they always do, sit back and take shots from the blue line, the tops of the circles, and expect the puck to magically seeing eye its way in. It's not going to do that. One of these days, I'm going to get tickets right behind the bench, and I'm going to give those boys a piece <laughs> of my mind. Well, let, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get get into that because I I think we we've, we've talked the the games the actual on ice to death. Yeah, and, I mean, there's no to talk about, but yeah, there, there's not. Yeah, there wasn't really because because two of them were the same game, and the first one, you know, everybody was. And look, it's it's. On the players, I would say it's it's sixty five percent on the players, but let's talk about the other side. It's right. it the rest of it's on on the coaching, and mm-hmm. look, I understand there may be some out there that look, oh, it's too easy to rip the coaching. Oh, you know, you don't you don't know what they're thinking. You don't know, you you don't know what their purpose is. Well, I okay, so I hung around for the post game presser and. Peter Laviolette was asked point blank, okay, well, why did you sit Strom out? And his answer was something to the effect of, well, I got to keep a balanced lineup. What? Uh, what? How, how, how is it a balanced lineup if one of your top point producers is sitting, is having yeah. a, a bowl of popcorn in the press box? How How is that balanced? And then you wonder why no offense is being generated, although... Although I will say this, Alan May made a great point last night. Um, I think the Caps are starting to miss his presence, and this is where this is where Carlson makes the difference. Yeah, he look. He's we all know he's not the greatest defender in the world. What he is great at is starting the play, keeping mm-hmm. it, keeping possession. Maintaining possession, starting the breakouts, slowing things down when they have to, and mm-hmm. and organizing organizing that first initial attack. That's what he's great at. And without him there to do that, 
I think that may be maybe not the only reason, but a reason why they look so lost. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I see that. Absolutely. Cause you know, and, and, and yeah, like I said before, he's good at what he does. Yeah. He's, he's, he's good at starting the rush to do. There are times he needs to do things that he's not so good at. Yeah, and but and his look, role over the year—I mean, his his role over the year has changed. I mean, his role now is primarily to start the get the offense going, to generate that offense, and get it going. I don't think his role is as much defense as it used to be. I mean, I don't think it's a matter of him not being good at it. I think it's just a matter of his role has changed, and everyone wants him to be this great defender that he used to be, but. And and you he's know, just. I, and I think he, it's more of not, a shift than a lack of. Yeah, talent, you're, you know, what I'm you're ab- you're absolutely right, and that's look, and that's that's the understanding we've we've come to about him, and so. I mean, I and, haven't changed. I haven't changed my thoughts about him, but I've I have come to understand that without him, the offense isn't necessarily. The offense isn't necessarily the same, and the defense isn't necessarily better. Um, he's he's still a, li- not- a a painful liability on defense. Yeah, but yeah. I would. I, it's killing me to say this, but I I would rather have him out there if it means they have they have a chance to, you know score more goals and and be into games than to have him out at this right. point because that that's yeah. that's that's a good point by Mr. Alan May in that they're they're starting to miss him and that that may be one of the reasons why well is one of the reasons why they they don't look like they know what they're doing when they you know, try to get into the zone yeah. like you said they they've got to find that missing piece and if he uh, we're going to have to do I mean if he's not back by the all-star break we're going to have to start looking i mean we're going to have to find some way to i don't know if replace is the right word but fill that spot um soon uh because last i heard he could probably be out the rest of the season i haven't heard apparently that apparently that hit was worse than we thought yeah. Now that's just the rumor I've heard, kind of different Facebook things. But somebody had posted something that is reposted something his wife posted on Instagram that seemed to imply it was worse than people thought. Well, so, if if you're talking about the the ear the ear yeah. having to be reattached, yeah that that actually was disproved. Well, that well, there, I'm talking more internal injury to the ear. Or, or, yeah. No, that that and I if can. If he's got if he's got a busted eardrum, or he's his equilibrium's messed up, or he had a concussion, he could be out for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. So and that's, um, that would be tragically unfortunate. Um, so we we're going to need to find somebody to fill that spot. Well, that's... I don't know who we have right now that can. I mean, Gustafson might be the closest, but. Um, 
Yeah, we're gonna need we're gonna need to get some. We're gonna need help soon. Yeah, that that's probably something they're gonna need to address come the trade deadline. But that that's if not before. If not before, but that that's down the road. Um, now, the, okay, so the big thing about uh, the most recent game was a complete mm-hmm. shakeup uh, of the lines, and then uh, yeah, and l- like we just mentioned, Dylan Strom was actually a healthy scratch for this game, and there's no two ways about it that uh got a lot of tongues wagging and heads turning and uh bowels churning probably as well and <laughs> I, look the, the the and mantha was inserted after missing a couple of games now before that though the the rumor and innuendo i love that word innuendo that's a great just, word isn't it it's uh, yeah it's it's i think it's it's one of those words that doesn't get used enough in the vocabulary. So, uh, uh, kids, if you're listening, that that's innuendo, uh, mark that down. That's your homework assignment. Uh, look at me, playing look, teacher. me look at me playing teacher with, with Anna being out. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, rem- remember that word innuendo it's Italian for where an enema goes. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. anyway, the 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 rumor was was that um, they were sitting Mantha. One of the reasons they were sitting Mantha out was that they were getting ready to trade him. Um, mm. And the problem with that is he makes quite a bit of money. His cap it is it cap hit, I believe, is something like five point six million. Last I looked, mm-hmm. uh, so that that makes him uh, pretty hard to trade, and. So I don't know. I don't know how feasible that's that's going to be. Um, but I mean, no, either he way, was sitting. I read somewhere he was sitting because he didn't play well, and Mantha actually well, that, was like, "Yeah, that was the real reason. That was the real reason yeah. he he sat those two games." But uh, yeah. it was, and even was, Mantha was like, "I knew I wasn't playing well." So yeah, but it was it was suggested that. Either to trade him now. Very soon or down the road, he w- he was going to be traded, and that's not. I, I don't know how feasible that's going to be. It would be nice if, if if somebody is willing to take all or part of that salary. That that'd be nice because yeah. certainly not getting the bang for that buck for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no that that was that was the right call to sit him, but to bring him back. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know I, it, it, for for yeah and to and to sit Strom that that's not and and look I get that he said oh I know what I did wrong and you know but that all you know what that sounds like to me that that sounds like it, it, I think Anna and I mentioned him a few weeks ago uh, Chris Farley played a, a character when he was on Saturday Night Live called the Relapse Guy yeah that that sounds a lot like. A, 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 the relapse guy saying, "Oh, I'll never drink again." And then two weeks later, he's he's slobbering, uh-huh. slobbering drunk, and you know, forgetting to you know babysit his cousin or whatever. Yeah, you know. And <sighs> look, you can promise all you want, but if you don't deliver once in a while, you know. Yeah. And he had he he had. Look, he had a couple of great scoring chances in that game, and he had, well, his first one, he didn't even get a shot off. Mm-mm. And I don't know. I, it, I, 
it's we were hoping to get somebody that could put the puck in the net or at least create chances. We haven't gotten either. And I was talking about this in another Facebook room with Doug Lucerarian and him and Protus are a lot alike. Big guys with a lot of skill. So they got a size and skill component package and they don't use either one, the both of them. And I really hope Protus, I really hope Protus eventually figures that out. But unfortunately, I think it's just, it's too late now for, for Mantha at least on this team, yeah, no doubt. he, he yeah. might do better. He might do better with a change of scenery. I don't know, but it just seems to me like he does not want to use his size and he does not have enough skill. Right. Yeah. And, and actually I think, and honestly he was, he was going through this last year when he came back from that shoulder injury, you know, and he, I mean, theoretically, you'd be, you'd think he'd be over it by now, you know, afraid to re-enter that shoulder. But, you know, come on, man. We hired you to be a big physical presence on this team. And, yeah, you started out great, but, you know, where'd you go? Yeah, I, you, I don't. You know, and, and I think, and that's why I think, you know, Ant-Man, you know, he's either there or he's not. It, it, exactly. He's he you, he's either full size and you notice him, or he's shrunk and you can't notice him. You don't see him. He's yeah. near invisible, and that's right. you know that that and that's like the, the bad guy. side. You know what I mean? Yeah. When, he, when he's on, he's on. Yeah. You know. And that that's that's the bad side to being Ant Man because and it, it right, and that's why it's frustrating. You know, and you that, know he can do this. Yeah. And it's. It isn't. It isn't showing up, and it's now. Now we've gotten into a real long stretch where he's barely gotten onto the score sheet, let alone, yeah. you know, making any impact. Okay, you know, he had a decent game where he created some chances, but you know, at the end of the day, you, you still got to put points on the board somehow, or right. you know, do something to help your team win. Right, and. I'm sorry, I'm I'm not seeing it. I I can't right now. I can't justify him sitting over a, a Dylan Strome. I just can't. You mean the Dylan Strome sitting over him? Or or right, Dylan Strome sitting in in lieu of Mantha. I Mantha, right. I don't. I don't I see don't that. I, I just I don't get it. Now, more of the rumor in innuendo was that it was a possibility that they were, you know, putting Strom out of the lineup to rest some bumps and bruises. I don't buy that for a single solitary second. No, um, I don't. I also I don't get the I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, say who and where, uh, but I saw in at least one Facebook room where they were making excuses for the coaches. I don't get that either. I think they are totally responsible and should be held accountable for the decisions they made because I did I do Absolutely. think they contributed they contributed they totally contributed to the absolutely dysfunctional play that we saw Saturday. Yeah. How else can you explain it? You break up Dowd and Hathaway. You put people together. I look. I get that you don't quite know where you want to put Backstrom and Wilson. Okay. Well, maybe 
But you Maybe don't decide that the morning of the game. You think it out ahead of time. This goes back to you saying they did not think this through no, when they, they didn't. decided to bring them back. So and now they're trying to they're scrambling trying to find spots for these guys. And you had a team, you had a package that was working, and now you're adding these new pieces to it. You can't oh you can't you have to prepare. You have to Proceed with caution. Right. You know, you've got something that's working. You can't risk it by completely blowing it up and changing it. You, it doesn't work that way. It's like trying to put a souped up turbo engine in a VW bug. Yes. You can't do it's it. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's, you have to, you have to figure, I get, and look, look, I get that. That's part of the process. They're trying to figure out what pieces work, but I, I don't, I don't know. I, it's, it just seems to me like they're, they're throwing the plate of spaghetti against the wall and seeing what sticks. And pretty much, I don't understand. I really don't understand that mentality. I get that Backstrom and Wilson need their, need their minutes. You know, I, I get that, you know, let them be let uh, the prevailing wisdom i is is let them get their time on the power play units and then give them third and fourth line mi- minutes until they're back you know they they've got all their timing back third and, line i yeah I, sorry i you can't break up that four, they broke up that no, fourth line they, well, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying break up the fourth. I'm saying give them four oh, well, yeah, 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 minutes. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Never mind, I gotcha. Let let Dowd and Hathaway, you know, get get third line type of time. Uh, but gotcha. but yeah, uh, let let Backstrom and Wilson ease back in. You know, give them give them anywhere yeah. from ten ten to fourteen minutes a night for a few more games, and then when they've got their timing back, then. You know, start giving them a little more. A little start more. giving them more, and I, I don't know, uh, but it 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 just threw them off completely. They yeah. looked lost. They didn't know. I, I I mean I don't know. They knew they knew these guys were coming back. I don't know what kind of line combinations they even tried, if any, with these two in any sort of the practices. And if they did, not a whole lot of time. And it, like like you said, it smacks of they they did not prepare properly for this. And you know, if you're out there on the other side, the speakers, the earbuds, what have you, and you're thinking, why are you skewering the coaches? You don't know what what they're thinking. No, maybe we don't know what they're thinking. But this looks bad. It looks yeah. the optics are awful. If you saw the game, I'm sure you saw a team that looked completely like an incomplete, unfinished kitchen. Yeah. No sink. Yeah. No stove, no something. No nothing. No heat, no fire, no energy. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing cooking, that's for damn sure. Right. And... And that is, yes, that's on the players to an extent, because somebody yeah, could have think, at least. Go ahead. 
yeah, somebody next man up, step up. You know how to play this game, play the game. Yeah, there's a different guy on your line, but you've been playing with this guy in theory for several years. So you should be able to adapt as a player. You should be able to adapt to the situation. Um, so you, you can't use, oh, my God, the chemistry is messed up as an excuse. Yes, it is messed up. That's true. But you can't use it as an excuse for every game. You've got to figure out how to play with the guy with you. And as a professional, you know, and as someone who's, you know, I've never played the game, but I've watched a lot of them. And, but you know, these guys, you've been playing with these guys. Most, a lot of these guys have been on the team with you for, you know, three, four, five years. You know how they play. You should be able to adapt your game to it. So that's why I'm not putting it all on the coaches. Of course, it's on, some of it's on the players because they have to adapt. They have to figure out how to adapt to these situations. And it's very frustrating. And, and of course, I don't expect them to do it, you know, boom, boom, right off the bat. But you get two, three, four games in, you should be able to see improvement and that chemistry rebuilding and stuff. And we just didn't in Philadelphia. Now, again, the third game sort of an anomaly with them screwing up the lines even more than they already had. But I'm putting the third game a little more on the coaches and the players just because I don't know what he was thinking when he broke up down Hathaway and Satstrom and all the other stuff that went on there. I'm like, that one I'm putting a little more on the coaches than the other two. Now, but as I a will, player, you've got to learn to adapt to these situations. Absolutely. I, I will say this about bringing Mantha back in. I, even though I don't, I mean, relapse guy and all that, I, I, I don't know <laughs> what, I have no idea what he showed him in practice that magically made him worthy of, of getting a start. But... Uh, or, or being in the game at least, get, getting a jersey for the game. But I think the mentality was, okay, it's the Flyers. They play us tough. Maybe he can add a more physical presence. And so yeah. I think that was the logic, and I, I'm okay with that. The, the, problem that is, the problem is he just doesn't do it. Mantha just doesn't provide yeah. enough of that. But no, I think, again, I think – the logic was that, okay, big body, you put him in front of the net and he's, you know, he's going to create chances, which he did to a small extent, mm-hmm. but nothing, I mean, no, nothing actually went in. Right. And so I, I guess, I guess in that sense, you know, you can't really say the experiment was a failure, but I, it's just, it's, yeah, it's one game, but where, where's the proof that we're going to see more of this on a continuous basis? I haven't seen it yet. And my, I'm doubting very much that it will actually be that it'll actually, you know, come to fruition because we haven't seen it all season. You know, what, what's going to be, you know, presto change. What, how's it going to appear now? Right. All of a sudden, oh, okay. I realize what I did wrong. Okay, well, we're over halfway through the season, and we're still waiting for you to fix it. We're still waiting for you to wake up and play that game we expected you to play when we traded for you. Consistently, yeah, consistently, and not one out of every flashes of it. 
Well, we, we need to see it more often than one out of every seven to ten games. Right. He needs to be, do that consistently. And, and it, it, it hasn't been happening. I, I I have my doubts. Now, that's not to say he can't turn it around, but I, I have my doubts because we just haven't seen enough of it. Right. So. Yeah, um, I would rather see Strom on the wing. I think Strom would play well on the wing. Mm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little leery about that. I, I don't. I actually, didn't. I would probably sit Eller and put Strom and Eller. Well, that's that's the prevailing wisdom. I, I still like Eller playing center. I think he still has a lot to offer. Um, He's in, he's gotten better, but he's had a, more than a few costly turnovers he's, lately. He's still Lars Eller, and every so often he'll give you that. He'll do something. I, I look. I, I something. Oh, something else. I, I'll say. I, I can't remember. I think it was this game, the most recent game. It was one of the games. He was called for the stupidest penalty I've ever seen in my life. It was the first one. No, no, okay. it was the second one. It was this the one. guy it was at the very end of the game. The guy well, the jumped. Guy, the guy, Eller right? The guy jumped in the him, guy jumped in the trip. air and fell over Eller's stick, and Eller got the tripping penalty. Yeah, stupidest yeah. call I ever seen in my life. Yeah, but they and didn't then, call the trip on Con the guy when the guy late tripped Connor Sherry and I was just about to say down the ice. Yeah, I was just about to say that happened about a minute earlier. The guy practically yeah. slew footed Sherry. Not yeah. just tripped him, but slew footed no. him. Yeah. He goes flying down the flipping ice. And then oh, oh, well, Wilson well, Wilson, that one on Wilson at the very end. There's he got lucky they didn't call that an automatic goal at the empty net. Yeah, that that was just the, the it it had gotten out of hand at that point. But um, this yeah, the I mean, guy, at that point the guy it wouldn't have mattered called, if they scored, but the the guy who called that penalty, Reed Anderson. I, that sounds yeah. like a that sounds like a guy they they dragged out of a bar and said, "Hey, you want to make twenty five bucks?" <laughs> yeah, right. Worst oh, what is it? Lynn was. Oh, what was Lynn was saying? Oh, in the Columbus game, there were a lot of missed calls, and Lynn was like, "My grandmother could have called this game better, and she's dead." <laughs> that sounds like something she'd say. Oh, Disney's going to be really fun in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, a lot of she lot and I of... and she I and Amanda. <laughs> well, maybe maybe the the next time the next time you you guys are all together again, maybe we can get some audio as well. I think that'll oh, that would be fun. Hook some new listeners, maybe. But uh, yeah, we've. Uh... I, I think I think we've we've talked the uh, the the problems of this week to death. And look, you know, yeah. I I get that some of you out there have more faith in the coaching staff than than maybe we do. And maybe just maybe Laviolette and folks know what they're doing. But look, you got to understand that the optics of it right now just don't they don't make it seem that way. And no. and his reasoning just makes it worse, makes it sound worse. And if, if the Caps don't get on and get back on the winning track soon, it's just going to look really bad. And also, I would be hesitant to blame 
Backstrom and Wilson. Oh it's no, not, it's not it's on not, them at all. It's not the fact. It's not the fact that of, of what they're doing. It's just like oh, absolutely just, not. Just like C four just said. It's it's the fact that the team wasn't properly prepared to reintegrate them. That's right. the problem. It's not that it's not them. Okay. It's oh. not that they're those two are playing poorly. It's no, they're playing very well considering all things. Unfortunately, considered. they're playing extremely well. Yeah, but un- unfortunately, their their presence or the 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 poor handling of their return, I think it should be stated accurately, is yeah. at least in part to blame for some of this. Right. And I think that's that's what some some of the fans out there might not understand when yeah. when somebody says, hey, look, you know, it's no coincidence that ever since those two returned. Well, it's not because of them. It's because right. the yeah. team didn't react yeah. to their being put back into the lineup properly. That's the problem. Yeah, no, we we, we are not. We are absolutely not putting this on Wilson and, and Backstrom. Of course not. not. Absolutely. What? No. It is not on them, and and it's not even on the rest of the team. I'm, and again, I would say, I think everyone was a little overly optimistic and overly excited, and and you know, oh my gosh, yay, we're getting two of our biggest guys back. Yeah. We're going to pick up where we left off, and I, I and and we didn't. And now everyone's like the help. And so, now, now every now everyone is you know in in need of uh, several pairs of uh, adult diapers. <laughs> because, but I'm not. But yeah, no, it is definitely not on Willie or Backstrom. No, at all, absolutely. It, not. I think the way I think the way the staff handled reintroducing them to the lineup. I think they were. I don't want to say they jumped the gun because that's not the right word. That's not, they didn't. I mean, they came back at the right time. It was how, how they handled it. I think is the problem. Yeah. So, but anyway, enough yeah. said. Well, right. So yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think we've pretty much covered it and look, it, when all is said and done, this may happily be just a blip on the radar. We're gonna have I to wait. We're gonna I... have to wait and see. There's some tough games coming coming up, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Well, well, the other thing I was thinking, we tend to not play as well when we have games spaced out like this. Yeah, I think that gives them a little too much time to get in their heads, and you know, now they've got the you know this whole re readjusting the dynamic. Um, I think it just gave a little too much time to get in their heads and they just, you know, had a little too much time to think and a little too much time to get in their heads. So I think we we do tend to play better when the games are closer together. So I'm optimistic about the upcoming schedule, even though there's tougher teams and we're heading out West. What in another, when do we head out West? In a couple of days, we yeah. go to Minnesota, what on Tuesday? Wednesday? So so well so previews of coming attractions. Uh, thanks for the segue. Um, 
tomorrow night, uh, go up to uh, USB Arena. Uh, sorry, U- uh, that's the techie in me. UBS Arena. <laughs> up in oh, this is the first time we played them this year. Long Island against the Islanders. Uh, 7.30 yeah. puck drop up there. Yeah, first first meeting against them. And then very next night, back home to Cap 1, 7 o'clock puck drop against the Wild, Minnesota. Um, so nice back-to-back game. We'll see see how we do there. Uh, maybe, hopefully, uh, just, you know, give them a chance to, uh, you know, uh, bring themselves together like uh, Jello Gelatin. <laughs> Hopefully, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Uh, and yeah. then, like you mentioned, uh, it's the West Coast, uh, the the Midwestern uh, road swing that they're on for three games. Um, so Arizona Thursday, the nineteenth, and uh, Saturday the twenty first, uh, Vegas. It's a nine o'clock and ten o'clock starts respectively, and then they're off for a couple of days. And that next Tuesday, it's Colorado, in Colorado at nine, and then they come back home. Uh, for Pittsburgh um, next Thursday. That's going to be an, an interesting game. I think they're a little nicked up. Pittsburgh is. Um, yeah. They've been uh, they've been struggling a bit, and, and they're a little nicked up. So I don't know. They might be one might want to approach that game with caution because that's could be a little bit of a wounded animal syndrome. But getting back to the yeah. uh, the Midwestern road trip. Um, Want to mention this a little bit? Uh, so, my good friend Pete Fisher, who uh, I, I grew up with, um, lives out in uh, Arizona, and uh, as a graduate of ASU. So, uh, just want to put it out there. I'm going to post information on this. See if anybody's interested on the Facebook page. That uh, so he would like to do a meet and greet. Um, outside the brand new Mullet Arena. Yes, that is the real name of that place. And uh, for the Thursday game against the Coyotes, uh, he knows of a few good spots in the area. Like I said, uh, being a graduate of Arizona State U. And uh, so if anyone listening is uh, w- would be interested, uh, you can uh, uh, DM either myself, leave a, leave a message on the Facebook page or a, a direct message um, him as well. It's uh, Peter Fisher, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, last name. And so. Um, yeah, he's just looking for a, a Power Play Point podcast meetup. His his words, not mine. He wants to uh, promote the hell out of the podcast while, while we're doing this. Unfortunately, I can't make it out there. But uh, anyone listening uh, who is headed out and planning on seeing that game and maybe some of the others in the Western Road Trip, um, I think uh, he'd be very interested. And uh, like I said, he, he knows of a good, at least one or two good spots in the area out in Tempe. And I think, uh, yeah probably uh be a pretty good time out there uh some good places so uh and uh, message him if you're interested hopefully uh some of you guys out there can uh, get with him uh before and during the game we'll see see how that goes um all right so that covers the next two weeks uh towards the end of the month so now we're going to go into our small business spotlight and um well okay so a bit of full disclosure here um this week has been a bit difficult for me. Um, you might might have noticed that I haven't been as active on on the old Facebook page, and that's because unfortunately I've been a bit distracted. And that was because earlier in the week, um, 
my wife, Jenny, the seamstress for the band, uh, fell very ill. And I actually had to take her to the emergency room. Well, happily, I was able to bring her home today. She's doing fine. She's resting comfortably. Um, so I figured, why not, you know, uh, make make it, you know, easiest and make the most sense to spotlight her business, um, which is called Hand Stitch by Family. Uh, what she does is um, it's it's mostly crochet, uh, crochet uh, uh, crafts and and products. Um, uh, she, she does a few other things, but it's mainly, um, crochet products. And uh, let me just give you a quick rundown of some of the things she's able to make, um, dishcloths, uh, hair accessories, cat toys, potholders, coasters, baby clothes. Um, and we also, it, and it's family. So it's, it's, um, it's, uh, uh, my, my, uh, my daughter's mother. And they, they they actually they happen to be they happen to be friends and um, uh, don't ask me to tell that story. And uh, <laughs> but uh, she she also makes plastic canvas. So plastic canvas uh, items will also be made available. We're hoping to get an Etsy page okay. up very very soon. Um, but uh, and those dishcloths are awesome. Yeah, and and I we actually them. have we actually have a, a, a we happen to have a customer on who can attest to uh, my wife's skills at the, the art of crocheting. Yeah, they work great. And they're washable, so you can use them over and over and over. Yeah, and they and last she, a long time. I mean, yeah. they last. Yeah, we, we still have... Like you, uh, might she get, may... you might get a month out of a sponge. I've had these... I got the first one in July, and I think I finally killed it in like <laughs> early November or something because I use it all the time. So I got two. So while one's in the wash, I can use the other. That's yeah. great. We we actually still have one she made um, around the same time in our in our kitchen, and mm-hmm. um, so she always she also makes these uh, things called towel towel toppers that uh, look look great. You know, hanging on you know as hangers for oh, oven yeah. oven towels, uh, and they they look absolutely yeah. great. And and she makes um, holiday theme like there there was uh, a bunch of them bunch of them she made for Halloween and Christmas. Um, it's kind of kind of sad that the holidays are those holidays are over because you know no Valentine's Day is coming. They up. look great. No, well, yeah, we can we can do that too. Uh, and and <laughs> another thing. Yeah, I, I, another thing she made, what she got an idea for, was Christmas ornaments. Uh, there was one where there was a little space that you could put a picture in if you want, and and hang mm-hmm. hang uh, hang the ornament on the tree. So lot lots of little oh, knickknacks yeah. like that. And it, I I I get that I'm biased and I'm probably sounding like I'm gushing here, but it, it's to me, I, it's amazing what she can do with the different types of yarn. To me, it's like. The 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 updated Lorax movie where you know, Mr. Wunsler makes all of these things out of a out of a need, you know, right. and 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 to me that that's what she does with with the different types of yarn. It's amazing to me that she can you know concoct these things just by looking at looking at patterns. I mean, uh, the, you know, cat toys for crying out loud. Uh, who would have thought you could make a, a, a cat toy that could keep a cat entertained and, 
you know, a, a real bouncy, stringy, you know, long thing of, of, of yarn with, with a ball at the end. But if you jerk it just right, it, it, you know, goes about three different directions. And, you know, I, my cat's staring at me because they know he knows I'm talking about him right now, but <laughs> he's confused by it and loves it all at the same time. You can look on his face, but it, it just, it blows me away that, you know, if, if you, if, if you have somebody that knows what they're doing, loves what they're doing, this is the end result. And that, that's one of the reasons why we do these spotlights. Um, and I just want to, uh, just want to close with, with this. It's called hand stitch by family because, um, well, it's it's family because it's it's her and and my daughter's mother, of course, and and her mother uh, that that contribute. It's mainly mainly her, but now that that's the family aspect, and of course, hand stitch because none of it, none of uh, none of any of the crafts that she makes involves any any machine. She actually, I've I've seen her. It it she sits there and and goes through the pattern and you know painstakingly counts every stitch when she has to and make sure everything's even and right and you know it, it, the, the the amount of care and precision that goes into it just absolutely blows blows me away and so uh, don't be surprised if you know once in a great while you might see some mention of it at the Facebook page or elsewhere maybe on my personal page um, but I now, hopefully, and and of course, we'll have a link to it on on the show notes page. But uh, g- give it a try if if you're into uh, you know crafts like that, uh, homemade crafts, and um, you know who couldn't who couldn't you know who wouldn't want any any of these things because they're not only great to look at with all the colors she comes up with, but they're they're, they're very very functional too, especially the coasters. And uh, there there's a funny story I hope to make out of a uh, self-made commercial video of how the coasters got started basically uh and it, too many beer cans on the wood furniture and yeah there you go uh, there you go so um and, and there was another friend of mine who um who uh had, a, had put in an order for uh you know baby clothes and um she was she was actually blown away by the colors and 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 how well they fit and all that so yeah, it's that, that always impresses me. I can, I can crochet a granny square, and that's about it. So <laughs> I'm I'm very impressed. I mean, coming from a family, my grandmother both well, my one grandmother knit, the other one did crochet, and she made me a crocheted me a blanket for uh, when I got married, and it's like, yeah, I can do a, a granny square, and yeah. Maybe stitch a couple of them together to make what looks like a blanket, but yeah, to be able to do all that other stuff, I, yeah, it blows my mind. I'm very impressed. Yeah, and and I always have been. So, uh, so it's hand stitched by family. Uh, they have their own Facebook page if you want to give them a look and and follow them. Um, hopefully, we'll have an Etsy page up. Um, one of our one of our uh, good friends, uh, Casey Malone, um, he and his girlfriend helped actually helped out with the logo, uh, so they just finished that up. So hopefully have that up soon, so everybody can see that. So give that a look, see if um, I know a lot of listeners out there maybe uh, into that type of thing. So uh, you can go ahead and uh, support that business. Uh, both she and I would be eternally grateful. Um, 
I don't know what we can do. Uh, what I would like to do sooner or later to kind of tie things in is see what can be done as far as, you know, caps themed merchandise. I know that uh, the NHL legal people might have a bit of a snit about that. So I don't know what all we can do with that, but that that's something I would like to, I, I would envision down the road, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, look, looking to grow that and, and see where, where that goes. Cause I, I, I think she's very, very talented with that. And I, I think it's, it's worthy of, uh, anyone's time. I, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so, actually scrolling through the Facebook page now. Yeah. So, uh, give that a look. See again, it's uh, hand stitched by family. Um, and, uh, she, she is, she does have the ability to take individual orders if you are interested uh, and talk to her about pricing and shipping and all that. So she does have an inventory of, uh, just about all of those things I mentioned. And, uh, if you have custom colors in mind, custom items, um, pretty sure she can work with you as well. She also makes masks. Uh, I don't know if anybody remembers, but uh, when COVID first came out, she made the, the cat, the caps masks with the, with the theme cloth. Mm. So mm-hmm. uh, she can make those as well. So basically anything yeah. you need hand stitched, mostly crochet. She's your gal. So uh, check that out and uh, do please give it your time. I think it's well worth it. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, so it's another long one here. Uh, we had a lot to talk about, obviously, even though it was only three games and I mean, I look, I, I'm pissed. I won't lie. I'm not happy with the direction of the team uh, right now, but again, hopefully it's just a blip on the radar and they can figure it out. Um, I'm not happy, but I'm not giving up. No, I, I no. Think, there's no there's no cause to these, give up. These 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 guys are smart. They'll figure it out. Um, you know, we did hit a blip in the road. I get we're all excited. Willie and 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 Nikki are back, and and you know, it's. I think that's in the end, that's going to be a great help. It's also great to see Oshi back on the ice because he really does make a big difference on this team. So it's nice to see the pieces coming back together. And now we just need to figure out how to make them fit again. And we'll, we'll do it. I have no doubt we'll get there. Uh, we just got to be a little patient. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think uh, once everybody's had time to, to think about what pieces fit where and, and how it, it'll, it'll get back to, it'll get back to good again, but I just, Right now, I'm 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 a little ticked off. I'm disappointed. Yeah, and I I just it, it you know bothers the frick out of me that all that cohesiveness that they had is now gone. But my hope is that we'll it doesn't that. take it doesn't take like ten games or something like that to get it back. So, right. I think they will. I'm optimistic on that end, but I, I just, I hope it doesn't, you know, doesn't spiral downward too badly before they do figure it out is, is my worry. So. Exactly. All right. So, uh, for C4, Sherland Forcer, unless, uh, Sherland, you had something else you wanted to mention? I think we're good. Okay. All right. So, um, all right, so for another episode of the Power Play Point podcast, 
Uh, I'm going to wind it up here. Thank you so much for joining us again. Um, do please tell a Caps fan you love about us. Um, join us at the Facebook page. Uh, definitely subscribe and uh, download an episode. Give us a try. Um, you want to contact us. Facebook is is a pretty good place. I'll also give out my personal email, G-L-H-A-L-L-O-W-E-D at yahoo.com, or you can direct message me in Facebook Messenger if you'd like. You want to come on the show and have your say, we're always welcome to that. Um, like to say, we make the Caps fan the star. So you have an educated opinion that you want to give about the Caps, some observation, maybe something we haven't talked about. Absolutely. You are welcome to come on and do that. So we'd love to have you on. All right. So going to wind it up here. Uh, thanks for listening. And hopefully you in the state of Maryland, District of Columbia and Commonwealth of Virginia and beyond have enjoyed us again. We'll be back next week. Uh, Mermaid should be back with us. And hopefully we'll uh, get back a little bit more regularly in the wind column. Uh, so until then, this is the Blue Liner on Point signing off and reminding you. Here it comes. I like to spend my time telling people about the benefits of dried grapes. Mm. Because for me, it's all about raisin awareness. Okay. <laughs> it is indeed. Hallelujah, and let's go, Caps. Let's go, Caps. <laughs> this has been another episode of the Power Play Point Podcast. All episodes are available from Apple Podcasts, the Podbean app, blueliner77.podbean.com, and now available from Stitcher. Music by Joe McAllister, voiceover by Jeffrey Conkle. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Power Play Point Podcast. Thanks for listening.